In today's episode, we are going to recap our November 5th issue. Episode includes Najo Awards, Weekly Update from President Javier, Mesquite Usage by the Autumn MP Posh, Virtual Contests Held for the Annual Fall Festival, and a new name for the NEACC. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the OAN podcast. My name is Jessica Joaquin, ad sales slash news reporter for OAN. My co-host today is OAN news reporter Marissa Johnson. Before we hear from Marissa, I would like to acknowledge reporters Marissa, Tasha Silverhorn, and previous news reporter Dalton Walker. The three are recent NAJA Award winners. On Thursday, October 15th, a ceremony was held for the 2020 Native American Journalists Association, NAJA, National Native Media Awards. The virtual ceremony featured the year's top news stories told through writing, video, radio, and photography. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, NAJA had to postpone the 2020 National Native Media Conference, which was to be held in Phoenix. The conference has been rescheduled to 2021 and will take place in Arizona. The awards program fielded 400 entries from Native American journalists from around the country. Staff reporters of the Autumn Action News submitted their work from 2019. The OAN staff was recognized with three first-place awards in Professional Division I, print-slash-online for the Best Sports Story, Best Feature Story, and Best News Story categories in that division. For more information on the 2020 NAJA National Native Media Awards, visit najanewsroom.com. Best Feature Story, first place, Dalton Walker, Salt River Elementary School teacher named Arizona Teacher of the Year. Second place, Dalton Walker, to Disney and beyond. Third place, Tasha Silverhorn, Red Mountain Riders featured on AMC's Ride with Norman Reedus. Honorable mention, Dalton Walker, father-son complete Spartan race. Best sports story? First place, Dalton Walker, the resilience of Salt River Volleyball. Best news story? First place, Marissa Johnson, sister tribes gathered to celebrate Autumn New Year. Congratulations to all three of you. Um, Marissa, how are you feeling about your win? So I was really taken by surprise by the award. It really got me through the week, honestly. I remember that week. It was a tough week, uh, busy. And I just remember thinking about that award that, you know, all my hard work that I have done came through through that award. And, you know, my family and my friends were really happy and congratulating me. But for me, myself... It just meant um, another stepping stone that I can't wait for next year to put more stories into the categories and even for us to submit some podcasts. Totally. um, Absolutely. For the category. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good job. Good job to all three of you guys. That's some really awesome news. And um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that we had to, you know, along with everything, everything getting canceled, like nausea awards were gonna be here in phoenix and it was gonna be nice and exciting i know i was i was so bummed because um i got to attend back in 2018 as a fellow and so it was my first time hearing about nausea and to be able to be a fellow with other native american journalists i made friends there so when we found out it was going to be in Arizona, we were really looking forward to meeting back up and hanging out like we did back in Florida. But for it to be canceled was such a bummer. And But knowing hopefully next year that it will be here and we will get to reconnect. 
Yeah, it's it's indeed um, going to be here in Arizona. But again, it's like, is it going to get canceled or postponed or whatever? So we just don't know. But that's pretty cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I also had a chance to chat with Tasha Silverhorn about her win. So Tasha, tell me about which which story you won the award for. I won the award for um, my article on the Red Mountain Riders when they were featured on the Norman Reedus show, Ride with Norman Reedus, that's uh, aired on AMC. And how was that? Because I know you're a big uh, Walking Dead fan. Was it? Is it kind of cool to like also have the the story that you won the award for also be one of your favorite actors? Oh, it was amazing. Um I was really excited to see that this one won because I submitted a couple of articles and I was really hoping that this one would get a place in one of the awards that were in the National Native Media Awards from Nausea this year. It was really cool just to interview the Red Mountain Riders at the time and learn about, uh, you know, what their experience was. So what does it do um, for your writing style? Does it influence you in any way or inspire you to to do something, uh, another great story to potentially win an award next year? Yeah, it makes me want to continue writing and get and to become better at writing. Um, I like learning about things. And I think, you know, hopefully some of the articles that I get really into and are the ones that get get awarded, you know, recognized. It's pretty cool to see our work because it's just not me. It's my coworker, Marissa, and my old coworker, Dalton, who have also received awards that it just, I don't know, inspires us to keep doing what we do and get better. And it's really cool. And I can't wait until we get to get back to normal and start going out and um, interviewing people again and, you know, learning about people here in the community and what they do and sharing that with the rest of the community. Now, what about, what does it mean to you to have um, Autumn Action News name be out and about in Indian country? Um, I think it's awesome because we've been here for a really long time and we never really, you know, entered these awards. And then, and when we used to go to the conferences and uh, other old, you know, reporters that used to be here um we would be like oh why can we didn't do this and why didn't we get to you know participate like but when I came back you know Dalton would sign us up and it was really cool and the first year was last year when I won an award and it was really cool to get recognized for that and it makes you feel really good and continue to do the work that we do and learn about people here in the community. It's it's awesome. Congrats again to all three of you. All right, Marissa, let's hear from President Martin Harvier, who released his weekly recap video to Facebook today, November 6th. Hello, community members. I come to you today for the weekly update. As always, kind of want to start out with the report from our, our health center as far as testing being done here in the community. As of this morning, we received the information that 7,042 tests in total have been conducted in our health center. Uh, of those tests, uh, positive tests that have come back of community members living in the community, uh, that number is at 398. Of those 398, 364 of our members have recovered. 
Uh, we also test the non-enrolled uh, members that live in the community. And from the beginning of the testing, there's been 601 tests uh, been conducted. Of those 601 tests, 67 uh, of those tests have come back positive. Of those 67, 61 have recovered. So again, uh, uh, Good news of the recovery of those individuals. Again, there's still others that are, are going through these health conditions with this COVID-19. Right now, the report says we have 19 active cases within the boundaries of the community. So let's remember those individuals and our thoughts and prayers. Um, kind of wanted to touch on a decision that was made by our tribal council in this week's council meeting. Uh, a decision was made to in uh, on a sixth directive. Uh, that sixth directive approves gathering for certain important cultural and religious functions in the community. Uh, all functions, non-cultural or religious, should still follow the other directives. Those are for all of those non-cultural or religious uh, functions in the community. I also wanted to announce there was opportunities in the community the past couple of weeks. I know in Lehigh and here in Salt River Community Buildings, an opportunity to get flu shots. And I believe this week the, the uh, health center had the opportunity to drive through and get a flu shot. Uh, from my understanding, yesterday was the last day for uh, the drive through. Uh, there's still an opportunity if you haven't received your flu shot to get a flu shot from our health center. Uh, encourage you to make an appointment. Uh, that number to call is 480-946-9066. So again, it's important to get the flu shot, especially during this time. I um, also wanted to touch on um, on uh, the 24th of October, a couple of weeks ago, Community Development Department and Public Works hosted an event here, Collecting Hazardous Waste. Uh, I wanted to report from staff that uh, through that event, over 8,500 pounds, which equals a little over four tons of, of household hazardous waste was collected, which is important because now those wastes are gonna be uh, taken and, and uh, taken care of and not go into the landfill, which is, is so important. So uh, wanted to report on that. There was also uh, an opportunity to have, uh, for example, important documents shredded. Uh, again, you know, with things that are going on in the country, people getting your information, it was an opportunity to get some of these uh, personal papers shredded uh, from the report we received. There was uh, over 7,000 pounds of shredding that took place, which equals a little over three and a half tons of material that was shredded. So again, wanted to thank CDD and Public Works for uh, hosting the event. Uh, it's a yearly event and it's continued to grow. Uh, I, I think this year over 194 homes in the community participated. So it continues to, to grow. And again, it keeps a lot of the things out of the landfill. And again, it takes care of some of the privacy documents that you want shredded. So again, thank the staff for taking care of that. I kind of want to uh, now uh, recognize an individual. Uh, speaking of CDD, there's an individual uh, community member, uh, Jeremy Phillips. Uh, Jeremy Phillips who works uh, within CDD uh, he's actually our environmental specialist. Uh, Mr. Phillips was actually recognized this year uh, by Region 9, and uh, Jeremy was given the award, which recognizes one individual in Arizona uh, for uh, making improvements to self-governance and improving 
human health and kind of looking at the environmental concerns and making sure some of those conditions are improved in Indian country. So Jeremy this year was recognized uh, with the Connor Baestewa Jr. Award. So wanted to uh, recognize Jeremy who was recognized by the EPA again in region number nine in receiving this award. So I wanted to congratulate Jeremy. Again, there's some good things that are going on and I, I want to going forward, uh, hopefully uh, with the help of the crew here is go to different sites and start kind of uh, recognizing some of the work that's being continued to be done here in the community, uh, even though we are operating in essential services. I also wanted to touch on, we will be doing a video, but on next Wednesday is Veterans Day. So again, it's an opportunity to uh, remember our veterans, those that served either living or those that have gone on uh, to thank them for their services. And again, because of the conditions that we're, we're living in, uh, you might think of an individual that uh, served our country and give them a call and just thank them, drop them a card, opportunity to go to the cemetery to put flags on the graves of those that have served. Again, uh, this country we live in is so great and it's really because of those individuals that took time out of their lives to serve our country, to give us the freedoms that we enjoy. So again, next week, let's, uh, let's thank a veteran. Uh, also in closing, just announced that next week because of Veterans Day and it falling on Wednesday, there will not be a council meeting next week. So just wanted to announce that if you tune in and watch the council meeting, uh, there will not be a, a council meeting next next week. So I just kind of wanted to end with that to let you know that there would be no council meeting. And as always, you know, let's stay stay safe and let's shield up. God bless. I want to remind everybody that the COVID-19 hotline um, is still available if you need to get tested. 480-362-2603. And if you want to get a flu shot, you need to call and make an appointment. And that number is 480-946-9066. Also, the country is still waiting on the final numbers from five states regarding the presidential election. All right, Marissa, take us into our first story. All righty. So first up, we have mesquite usage by the Othman Pipash. While we walk here in the valley, we often see mesquite trees with their seed pods dried up on the ground and don't give them very much thought. However, those mesquite pods are a vital food source that has sustained the Othman Pipash for hundreds of years. Along with many other indigenous foods, the mesquite has a robust history that the Othman Pipash have knowledge of. Community Garden Coordinator Jacob Butler of the Salt River Puma Maricopa Indian Communities Cultural Resources Department shared some history of the mesquite tree and the multiple uses for the tree and its pods. Flowers for cookies, pancakes, and bread and sweeteners are the most common uses of mesquite pods today. Grinding mesquite pods makes mesquite flour for baking. The flour is a good substitute for or additive to reduce usage of white flour. The taste is earthy and subtle. Some people can't notice it in their pastries. The best way to know if a mesquite pod is safe to eat is to chew on it. If the pod dries out your mouth, it is not edible. If the pod tastes sweet, it is safe to incorporate into a recipe. If you would like to follow along with a banana mesquite bread recipe, we have one on our Facebook and Instagram at Autumn Action News. Yes, I saw your video. It looked delicious. How did it taste? It tastes good. Like, um, like I said, you can hardly taste it. It does have an earthy taste, but, you know, it's 
still a sweet edible. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to have to try it out sometime. For sure. Next up, we have the virtual contest held for annual fall festival. Although COVID-19 set new guidelines on how to celebrate the Halloween season this year, that did not stop the SRP MIC's community relations events team from presenting the annual fall festival. To keep the spooky spirit going, the fall festival was celebrated virtually with three contests this year, pumpkin decorating, house decorating, and the annual costume contest. Registration began on October 7th and lasted until October 30th, giving participants plenty of time to put on their best costumes and decor. Participants were asked to send in pictures or video to be judged in separate categories. The costume contest awarded first, second, and third prizes in age categories 0 to 5 years, 6 to 10 years, 11 to 15, and 16 on up. The house decorating contest categories were spooky, spirited, fall festival theme, and unique. Finally, the pumpkin carving contest had categories of Halloween theme, animal theme, most unique design, Disney cartoon, and scariest theme. To watch the video announcing all the winners, head to the SRP MIC Facebook page. Uh, you actually won for best costume, right? Yeah, I got best costume and for the Disney pumpkin costume. Um, pumpkin carving contest you're just winning all kinds of awards (laughs) i put my heart into it especially with the costume (laughs) yes the costume was really amazing um you know if you guys remember listening from the last episode we talked about what kind of costume she was designing and she didn't let us know and you can go over to facebook to check it out but it was a mortal kombat character and it was scorpion and scorpion's my favorite character that was pretty cool i think you did a fantastic job thank you thank you okay let's give you guys one more story new name for the neacc river people health center This story is by Tasha Silverhorn. Since July 15, 2019, the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community has been taking entries from community members to help name the new Northeast Ambulatory Care Center that is currently being built in the community. The naming contest ended on January 30, 2020, and the judging panel has finally announced its selection. The winners of the contest were Delilah Enos and Ramona Romo. Both submitted similar entries and helped come up with the new name. River People Health Center. The goal is to have a name chosen by community members that would be inspirational and have a strong connection to health and wellness. I love the name because rivers are so important to the health and wellness and well-being of the people, said SRPMIC Health and Human Services Director Joseph Remetera. It's a symbol for those things. When you think about it, the river provides water and it allows you to fish and grow crops. The river is like the lifeblood of the community. The new name was presented at the SRPMIC General Council meeting on October 6th. When council members heard it, Ramatera explained they also liked the name because the new facility is on the banks of the river, and the facility itself incorporates many river designs and motifs inside and outside the building. Ramatera said, We are very pleased with this name and excited to move forward. Our next step will be deciding on a logo for the River People Health Center. The naming contest was open to SRPMIC members aged five years and older, had a limit of two entries per person, and drew 103 entries. The prizes included a 55-inch Smart TV, Xbox One, Microsoft Surface Pro, iPad Mini, iPod Touch, and a Fry's gift certificate. The new River People Health Center facility will open in January 2022. To stay up to date, 
on River People Health Center news, visit SRPMIC social media pages, facebook.com slash SRPMIC or at Salt River Pima Maricopa on Instagram. There are more stories in our November 5th issue, so please head over to our website, awesomenews.org, where you can read the paper cover to cover. Other stories include impacts of domestic violence on children, Salt River Field's ground crew, more community member business profiles, and Accelerated Learning Academy teacher honored for World Teachers Day. Don't forget to follow us on social media. OAN is on Facebook and Instagram. Indeed. Is there anything else you'd like to add as we close this episode up, Marissa? I don't know. Go listen to Christmas music. It's time. (laughs) (laughs) When November 1st hit, Christmas begins. (laughs) All right. Well, we thank you for listening to us, and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.